Welcome to Don Amantis, a variety podcast. You can find us online at www.donamantis.com, also on Twitter at Don Amantis. Joe, tonight was a fun one. It was so fun. Yeah, it was very fun. I hope that the listeners have as much fun listening as we did recording it, Ivan. Yeah, and, and I said this on the episode, I'm going to do a two, TLDR of that episode. Yeah, that's too long dump. Too long didn't read. Too long didn't read. But this is TLDR. Or, I mean, so, I'm sorry, TLDL. TLDL, too long didn't listen. Yeah, so that That's something is... we're starting. Joey tells some stories, then he... Uh, Two nasty people on the end. Ivan's Ivan botches not. a joke. And Ivan botches a joke. That was going to be my third. That was going to be oh, the rule of threes. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. But <laughs> Ivan botches a joke. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, it's actually a decent joke if 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 you can stand the botching of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's roll it. Let's roll it. Hey, have fun, you guys. Have fun. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. All right, what would, what do we have tonight? We have some random stories, but they're great. They're okay. little, they're four little gems, four random small little stories tonight. This is going to be like another smash and grab. Uh, so I'm going to write down TLDR. So at the very beginning, we can do our very short. After we're done recording this and we're doing the intro, we'll do a very short TLDR. Oh, nice. Nothing that gives anything away. Right. Of course, these are smash and grabs, so you can't ruin them. True. Um, okay. So I'm going to write that down. Got it. <laughs> Let's do the first one. You ready? I'm ready. I love this one. All right. Uh, I feel sorry for the guy because okay. a man did die, but I love it. Uh, this first story comes out of Northwest Montana back in August of 2012. 44-year-old Randy Lee Tenley was a Bigfoot enthusiast and, according to his friends, liked to try to manufacture sightings of the creature. To this, uh, To do this, he donned a ghillie suit and proceeded to stand beside Highway 93 just outside his hometown of Kalispell. So a ghillie suit is like, you know what it is. Yeah, we'll it's, tell her. I mean, somebody may know. It's, the, it's like a bushy camouflage military mm-hmm. suit. Kind of looks like it's covered in leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really funky looking suit. They take, they, I think they usually take material and like cut it in leaf shapes and like mm-hmm. fold it out and then sew it to where it sticks out. Yeah. It's, and then like behind that's like some kind of netting. Yes. Well, I, I used to do bow hunting years ago and I had a... a some some of that stuff oh really it's quite expensive for something that looks like crap (laughs) (laughs) but it looks really cool it does look cool you feel like bigfoot in it i bet you would yeah (laughs) well this is what he would do i got an idea what's going to happen to this guy but i know well i know i've already said i've already said the main ingredients um you you did a TLDR, by the way. I did. I, that's it. The end of the episode. No, keep going. Well, he had hoped that passing motorists would mistake him for the famous cryptid and that the sightings <laughs> would spur on a local Bigfoot legend. And he'd done this before, actually, but never by a highway. He would always just go out in the woods, which also, holy shit, why? You're going to get shot. I would never dress up like a Bigfoot or anything other than... You'd be better off dressing up, filming it, and then having, like some secret person that you don't know across the country. There you go. Like meet them online or something. Yeah. 
you know, and then send him the video. Yes. Yeah. That way. But you never, never just put on uh, some weird suit like that and just go trudging through the forest. One thing this guy <laughs> didn't think of is if there's a real Bigfoot and, you know, there's not very many Bigfoots around. I mean, you got to, you know, whatever small town you live in, you'd be like, oh, there's not a lot of girls in this town, you know, <laughs> but Pickin, think, about, are thin. think about Bigfoot. Pickens are really thin, so you're going to be smaller, and maybe you look like the female. Can you imagine where I see that where goes? you're going with this? Like, man, that would be horrific. That would be and then when he realizes you're a human, oh man, either he's going to like it, or he's going to more, or he's going to kill you. I see it as being a cross between that terrible scene, that disturbing scene in Deliverance. Yeah. And then also were this the scene in uh, Super Troopers, where that hillbilly's out there and he's got the bear bit. Attention, bear effer! Yeah, I love that part. Oh yeah, so you're straight up thinking that Bigfoot could just—he sees you and then you hear like jazz, smooth jazz playing, <laughs> and you're like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. He sees you, and I'm never gonna dance yeah. again. Where you been all my no. life? <laughs> <laughs> little careless whisper. Yeah, George Michael version. That's right. And yeah, the either one is better, but it it's not as it's not as like that. It's not as like it doesn't make you want to kind of go like this. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have the uh, the saxophone. Oh yeah, or the saxophone. Oh hey. yeah, yeah. I mean, Kenny G. <laughs> I mean, he, I, well, he is playing more of a uh, soprano, but it's pretty cool though. <laughs> If you like those Christmas albums. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so this was the first time that he ever put this Geely suit on and stood by the highway. And it was the last time. Uh, not to make light of it, but um, he wasn't out there very long at all. And, you know, the camo worked a little too well. Because along came a 15-year-old girl. And that 15 is legal, a legal driving age out in Montana um, with the permit. Mm. She hits him. He falls and rolls and then is immediately ran over again by a second uh, car driven by a a 17-year-old girl. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, he died of the injuries, and that was the the last. You know, I bet. The whole thing has a children of the corn feel to it. Yes. I thought it had more of a Harry and the Hendersons. (laughs) Well, that too. Except it doesn't end so nicely. Did they think for a moment, like John Lithgow, like that they had actually hit... (laughs) A real life Bigfoot, and they were all excited. Come to find out, it is a it is a it is a man. Let's take it home. Oh, it's dead. It is a man. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were gonna say the guy got shot. Oh no, it's tough to do. I things. wonder what if you could go to court and claim like I thought it was a Bigfoot. I, I mean, if any whoever kills a Bigfoot is is wealthy beyond their wildest dreams. But right. they were like, but sir, he was wearing a polo shirt and Dockers. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, well, I mean, there's you'd that have to find the right. I mean, you'd have to get it like a Johnny Cochran or whatever on your side, like <laughs> you know, the best money. The Wookie defense. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, if the ghillie suit doesn't fit, no, I don't know. Must <laughs> that doesn't make sense? But it's the only thing I could think of on the, on the fly there. But uh, yeah, you. I mean, I just wonder if there could ever be in this weird world, a defense. I mean, I bet there, I bet there, there are, I bet there have been some really weird like angles, like, especially like every, the evidence is all pointing, everything pointed to some guy 
and he won't plead. Doesn't want to take a plea deal. He's like, no, I want you to set me free. Yeah. And the defender's like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, he's probably just like going home pacing. Like, what can we do? It's like, okay. Alien abduction. You know, <laughs> so it's like, well, basically you just mentioned Johnny Cochran. He basically did that. Jose Baez basically did that with Casey Anthony. Well, the good, the thing that Cochran had on his side is the, the police force. It was just so done like so many mistakes. Oh yeah. yeah so that yeah. made it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I just wonder what the most crazy defense. And I don't mean one that worked. <laughs> OJ's is one that worked. It was just well, with, with Casey Anthony, what's strange is <clears throat> here you have the case of a girl. Yeah. And that one, her kid disappears supposedly 30 days go by before she mentions it to her before yeah. anybody finds out. That's pretty strange. She literally everything she says is a lie. She says she works at this place, Orlando. Uh, what was it? Um, MGM Orlando. Or oh, some yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. And they're walking around the cops because she's like, here, I'll take you there. And she just walks around the the uh, the premises for a while before she just stops. And she's like, oh, OK, I don't work here. <laughs> everything she says is a lie. Uh the person that she made up that was supposedly was watching her daughter didn't exist. It was, it looked so she had searches on her computer for chloroform and all this stuff. The back of her trunk of her car that was impounded smelled like a uh, decomposition. That was the exact words. Cause her dad used to be a cop and he was, mm-hmm. he knew that smell. Yeah. And he was like, it smelled like decomp all this. And the corpse of her daughter was found. What a block from her house. Yeah. She's still, got off yeah so jose baez is the master of like people johnny cochran always gets all the credit for you know being like well, that's true but i'm telling you jose baez did j- just as good a job or better well there's more evidence for for oj or for her doing it than oj doing his yeah so. they're just basically like okay i know the evidence against casey anthony looks terrible but have you ever wondered how do they get those little Crunchy things inside of peanut butter. That's my question. And if you can't answer that, my client is innocent. And everyone's like, hmm, okay, I get it. It's that, that sounds a little bit like unfrozen caveman lawyer. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Airplane. I see metal birds in the sky. <laughs> and they scare me. And they scare me. <laughs> but I know one thing. My client is innocent. Yeah. And they'd be like. That's almost just like being like, I know my client looks bad, but watch this. And then you do that thing where you you bend one (laughs) finger and then make it look like you're pulling your other finger away. And everyone's like, oh, I didn't look at it that way. Well, I mean, we're we're making fun of that. But there I mean, there has to be an art to that. Just like, you know, bait and switch. Yeah. You know, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. There has to be that element. So I like that story. Uh, Well, yeah, I don't like how it ended, but. Uh, that is, uh, you know, I, I'd like to, um, think that myself would be like one that's a fan of, you know, Hey, this person has an interesting Bigfoot story. And it's like, well, it's interesting because, you know, there's, you know, they're shooting straight with you, but this guy's just throwing a monkey wrench into the science and trying to fool people. And that's why that, that's why that conspiracy theory kind of, you know, went away from me quite a few years ago. I yeah. hate it. I, I loved it in the time. And, and it was killed by charlatans who would throw out false crap at you. Yeah. You know? I forgot to tell you the funniest part of, there was an official, uh, I don't know how official. Well, there was a statement from the, uh, uh, police department in Kalispell, you know, that did that, that investigated this. Yeah. 
And when I read the article on it at the end of it, when it said, you know, he passed away from his injuries and, and while he was trying to pull this at the very last line said, um, alcohol may have been involved. Cypher, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to leave that out. So we've got a, uh, I'm surely, surely not at the time. Someone's driving. Did I just see Bigfoot drinking a 40? Well, that's maybe, weird. Maybe he had one of those hats on with the two beer cans in it. <laughs> I thought it was real until I saw the hat. And I'm no Bigfoot. I'm no, what, what are they called again? Uh, what are those scientists? Crypt, I'm Cryptids? No, yeah, I'm no uh, cryptozoologist. Cryptozoologist, yes. Thank you. By yes. golly, he won't have a helmet on with <laughs> beer cans in it. I know that, Mary. I always figured Bigfoot for a natty light guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just Southpaw, I would think. Just <laughs> White Claw. No. White Claw. Man. Oh. Yeah. I could oh, see it. Oh, it's got to be White Claw, doesn't it? I can't s- be Brown Claw. <laughs> I could see. Think of how many bottles are thrown out into the ditch or cans that have just a swig or oh, two. Oh, yeah. He's like taking them and pouring them in another another bottle. Right. And it's and like, he's, yeah. What, what if Bigfoot. And he's putting them in the river or letting them get, you know, cooler. Cold? Yeah. What if Bigfoot was just a raging alcoholic, just off off of all the road beer that's been? Oh, maybe. I mean, it, you would think ditch. he would. I mean, there's calories in beer, so that's that's actually, you know, calorieed up. Yeah, that's actually a survival. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I bet he's got herpes though. <laughs> <laughs> Every Bigfoot we've ever seen has a ton of sores on his mouth. It's like, well, it's because he's drinking all, all those bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody throw Bigfoot a bone and just leave a 12-pack by the road or yeah, something. Yeah, come on. All right. Those sores are no fun. <laughs> are ready to move on to yeah, the next story? Yeah, move on to the next one. All right. So this one I like to call How to Kill Your Husband. Oh, all right. On the morning of June 2nd, 2018, Dan Brophy was standing at one of the sinks in the Oregon Culinary Institute where he worked, filling a bucket with water and getting things ready for the day ahead. However, his daily routine ended abruptly when a 9mm bullet entered his body from behind, ripping through his spine and paralyzing him instantly. He fell to the floor, turned around and looked up. Only a moment before, a second bullet entered his heart, killing him. Other than two spent 9mm shell casings that proved to be fired from a Glock pistol, evidence was sparse and for a few months the trail ran cold. Then, CCTV footage was discovered showing the minivan owned by Dan's wife, Nancy, near Oregon Culinary Institute at 6.39 on the morning of his death. Dan Brophy had entered the institute at 7.20 and had disabled the alarm at 7.21. CCTV footage then showed Nancy leaving the area seven minutes later at 7.28. When questioned, Nancy claimed that she had been home that entire morning but admitted to having a gun. A 9mm Glock, to be exact. But she claimed the gun had never been fired because she had lost interest in it shortly after buying it. <clears throat> so the cops inspect the gun, and her story checked out. It had never been fired. But, but, and I love stories like this. Mm-hmm. After this, they found out that not long before the murder, Nancy had purchased a new slide and barrel for a 9mm Glock on eBay. Had she replaced the original slide and barrel with the new eBay slide and barrel, shot Dan, then swapped the original part back to the gun to make it look like it had never been fired? Yeah. Suspicions ran even... Oh, it gets so much worse. Suspicions ran even higher when it was discovered that Nancy was the sole beneficiary on Dan's life insurance policy that was worth... that's not good. ...well over a million dollars. On top of that, 
The couple was severely financially strained in the months preceding Dan's death. Oddly enough, though, you know, even though they fell $6,000 behind on their mortgage, Nancy damn sure managed to keep up with the $16,000 in insurance premiums that previous year. And if all this didn't scream guilty loudly enough, and here's where it gets great, (laughs) the best is yet to come. Nancy Brophy is a bit of a writer and an author who has penned several articles and a few not-so-successful romance novels. Among these works was one titled The Wrong Husband and two very interesting articles titled, and this is true, How to Cover Up a Murder, and the second, How to Kill Your Husband. Oh, my goodness. In the second article, How to Kill Your Husband, this is a quote from it. She says, after all, murder is supposed to set me free. I certainly don't want to spend any time in jail. And let me say clearly for the record, I don't like jumpsuits and orange isn't my color. That's so silly. (laughs) You got to separate your professional life from your real life, you know? And that would include not writing murder stories and you actually being a murderer. Yeah. 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 So obviously uh, she was arrested uh, last September and charged with Dan's murder. This is actually um, still ongoing as far as I can tell. I think she had a I read an article where I think murder she she wrote. Yes. Oh, that's what I should have called that one. No, it's okay. Let's go back. That one's called murder. She wrote. That's great. We'll dub it in. But she ain't no Angela Lansbury. You'll be like, this one's called Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) Okay. And she's not even an old Angela Lansbury. This lady looks like, it looks like she, if you took a picture of like Rosie O'Donnell with a white wig and then made her face three times smaller, but the head the same size. Just trying to mm. picture that. That's how this. <laughs> that was a long road we went on. I know, but yeah, no, I, I think I got it. I By the way, Angela Lansbury, yeah. uh, when she was young, was a dish. Oh, I know. Yeah, dish. Yeah, she I was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, she was. Um, but anyway, with this, with I this, used to watch that show a little bit. Me too. I yeah, did. It's pretty good. Back in the show. day, yeah, I mean, it's it wouldn't be like my first choice, but back in the day, you just watched what was on. It was no Matlock. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not, kidding. But no, you I literally like did. You did watch whatever was on. Yeah. Um. That's why Columbo. That's why I watched him a lot. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Columbo, too. That's yeah. a good show. I liked it. But I did read, I believe it was in April of this year, that Nancy Brophy, um, she tried to she tried to get an excuse out of jail uh, because of the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has diabetes. She is 69 or 70 years old uh, now. Oh, okay. uh, but as far as I know, they denied her that. And as far as I know, the last article I found about anything was back in April. So there may have been more developments. But yeah, um, if there was, I didn't see them. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she sounded. She sounds like one of those people that, you know, kind of like me in a lot of ways, like super smart to a certain point. To where you think you're smart and you do stupid stuff. <laughs> like, so, so they're like, this is a smart thing. I'm going to replace this, you know, gun mechanism and, and fire the gun. It's like, and then I'm going to switch it back. That That's reminds it. me of when you called today with our, with the, with the solution to our editing problem. Yeah. You were like, it was so simple. Some things are, they're like, they're so, the solution is so simple. You don't even consider it. You, yeah. You, you, you yeah, overlook no, it. A, yeah. Because you're, but it's also pessimism. I think. I think it's. Uh, I think you think you might even entertain that idea, that solution. But then you're like, well, it'd be so dumb if it was that because that's so simple. Yeah, it couldn't. You be know, you easy. probably just think of that's a probably like a flash thought that you have. Like, no, 
Couldn't be that. Right. Couldn't do that. That's just like on uh, Sling Blade, where the guy brings his mower up there, and Carl's like, You're putting gas in it. Ain't even got no gas. Ain't even got no gas in it. I had a big one. I like that movie. Yeah, that that is. But we've talked about that before. Like, could a few dudes, like, have trouble with it? And not it not have any gas in it. I guess maybe there are like three people there. Maybe I don't know. I don't got know. No gas in. I bet. Well, in the weird in the weird wild world, well, I'm sure this happened before. Sometimes it just takes a fresh set of eyes. Well, that's true. Um, and this is not tooting my own horn. Uh, honestly, I think my brain's more geared this way because of the obsessive amount of landscaping I've done around my house, mm-hmm. like with with building rock walls and rock paths and everything. Yeah. So I, maybe my brain's kind of more suited for that. But at at work the other day. Uh, of course, this had nothing to do with my work, but the new library, the guys had bought all these these stones. They're kind of like paving stones, but they're all a certain shape. They're all the same shape. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to figure out a way to make like a rectangle out of them. And they would they had come up to the corners and they were trying to figure out a way to build in these corners. I don't know if I'm articulating this. No, well I get enough. you. I get what you're saying. Because when you get to the corners, you have to, it has to kind of work out. Right? Yes. Yeah, I got you. So they they tried a few different things, and I drove up to ask someone a question about something totally non-relating to any of it. Um, and I just happened to look over, and I was like, well, why don't you just reverse? Anyway, I don't want to try to get Anyway, I had the solution. I was like, why don't you just put them this way? And it worked perfect. Yeah. So it made me look really smart, which I am not. So far not. But... That was just, it was a fresh set of eyes. You know, like they, these three guys have been standing there staring at this for an hour. Um, and sometimes, even if they would have just stepped away for 10 minutes, sometimes it just takes that. And then when you come back, isn't that weird? How, like a reset. Yeah, you're just like, oh. Yeah, like there. that saying, like, you can't see the forest because all the trees are in the way. You know? It's like. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. You're just, you're no. just you can't see that the solution because yes. you're too into the problem. Or exactly, whatever. yeah. No, but no, I, I feel like. That, like you said, I feel like that's kind of your cup of tea, that the rock thing. Well, yeah, that would be maybe if there was a explanation for why I uh, came up with that, that would probably be it. Because, because think about this. Think about anything that you have done, anything you pay anyone to do, including a doctor. It's It really, it really just boils down to, I mean, yeah, natural abilities there too, but it really boils down to they have a ton of experience doing that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um or at least they've been trained. So it's like, yeah, so like because you have a ton of experience placing those, like you're you're just going to have a better uh probability of having the solution because you've been around it more. And you probably have a natural inclination 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 for that, you know? Does that yeah. make sen- any sense? Like because you're you like enjoy stuff like that. So most people do what they enjoy. So I think that you have a talent like you you do things you're talented at because it's not as much struggle. Yeah. Because you don't have to, and I don't know, you don't have to learn as much. I can hear you now at my memorial. Like, you stand up there. <laughs> it's crickets. I'll just play some of this stuff. It's crickets for a while. You're trying to think what is Oh, oh, okay, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. You give this guy a stack of rocks, <laughs> he could fit them together. Like, eerily. He was so good at it. All right, is that it? That's all I got. I don't know. I didn't even really like the son of No, I'd say, I'd say, I'm going to play a little part from episode 90 <laughs> when joe was talking about that rock stacking <laughs> oh my all right <laughs> oh my he, he went all uh george to guy on <laughs> oh my yeah the way you looked at me just then was delicious that's very good um, i like that guy he's cool I, yeah he's awesome man yeah okay let's go man so this next one i like to call and it's pretty self-explanatory 
cheerleader mom assassin. Oh, I might know the story. You will. Um, Maybe. I might know of it. I knew this was the only one out of tonight's stories. Was that it I in Texas? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I, I've wasn't. Th- I think I don't think I know a lot about it, but I think uh, my wife was watching a movie about it. Yes. Yeah, so this is the deal. This is the, this happened back in the early 90s. Mm hmm. And it was all over, like, Donahue, Geraldo. It was huge. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was no Nancy Grace back then, but, you know, it was still huge. Um, and then there's been several made-for-TV movies about it. It's one of those. So most people listening, once I get into this, you'll probably be like, oh, I heard some shit about that. Yeah. No, I, I, this is awesome. I want to hear it. Yeah, it's awesome. So Wanda Holloway was a pretty typical suburban housewife. It was the early 90s, and she lived in Channelview, Texas, with her husband and 13-year-old daughter, Shanna. Like so many other 90s moms, she clung to the 80s fashion a little too long, still sporting her big permed hair, shoulder pads, and oversized earrings. From the outside... God, that's hot. This, man, that just turns me on. 19, 19, 1985. <laughs> Remember that song? No. Yeah. I thought you made it up just now. That's a song? It is, yeah. No, I'm not bullshitting you. I didn't... I really? Know, yeah, you know that song. It's the... Um, she is so preoccupied. 19, 19, 1985. Not ringing a bell. Springsteen, Springsteen, Madonna. Nope. Way before Nirvana, there was. Dun, 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 nope. Dun, dun, dun. Never heard it. Music still on MVT, M, MTV. There's something, something. Nope. Nope. Nothing. Total it's, blank. I don't think I've ever heard it. I can't believe you've never heard the song. No. Keep talking. I'll play it. Can we play it without getting pulled off? Oh. We, sure, we're whatever. flying under the radar these days. Yeah, actually, nobody cares days. about our little podcast. We can do whatever we this want. This might be the thing to get us not famous but <laughs> infamous. <laughs> um, oh, my password's not working. So yeah, from the, from the outside, it appeared that though Wanda was the quintessential soccer mom, although technically soccer was not her daughter's extracurricular activity of choice, it was actually cheerleading. So Wanda took being a cheer mom. Very seriously, and I mean very seriously. Let's pause it right there because I see you have the thing pulled up. Now, who the hell is singing this? Bowling for Soup. One oh, hit. Bowling for Soup? Yeah. What was that other song? They they had one hit. What was it? I don't I mean, what... I thought this was the one. No, this wasn't it. They had another song, Bowling for Soup. It's taking a minute for it to play. Okay. There it is. That's okay. We got all night. I see a morbidly obese man in a little pool. Never heard this in my life. What? Never. I can't go play like, I think I can play like 40 seconds of it. Okay. Keep your timer going. Oh, they did the Phineas and Ferb theme song. Did you know that? Oh, no. That totally just, makes sense. Look, I just saw that. That's amazing. That's great. Phineas and Ferb is a great cartoon. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Never heard it, man. Catchy. I like it. It's kind of a neat, it's a neat idea. Oh, look at his back. Look at his uh, band. Yeah, he's doing it like, uh, 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 oh, shit. Palmer. Robert, Robert Palmer. Palmer. Yes. His band is all Simply dudes. Irresistible. His yeah. Band, his band's all dudes, but they're dressed up in black skirts like those girls from the Robert Palmer video. Oh my god, they did the Jimmy Neutron theme song too. What the hell? That's crazy. Man, I love the Phineas and Ferb theme song. I love that show anyway. That's an awesome show. So there was a song. So well done. 
There was a song by Bowling for Soup that was huge back in the 90s. And I can't find it. I'm lo- I'm scrolling through their songs right now on my phone. Well, wait. Here. It was it was like their one. It was a big hit. It was a big hit, man. I don't. I can't. High school never ends. Punk rock 101. The bitch song. I don't really know what it was. Uh, girl, all the bad guys want. I don't know. I we probably don't want to get into this. I have no idea. There's almost. One, there's a song of theirs called "I'm Gay." This uh, one. This one has like 12 million views. I okay. bet it's this one's called "Almost." I don't know, man. I didn't. I don't recognize that either. There's a song of theirs called My Wiener. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I'll, I'll have to find that off air. But Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm surprised you never heard that song. Never heard that song. Yeah. Anyway, this this mom sounded like that. But back to the uh, <laughs> murdering cheerleader. So, mom. yeah, she took uh, being cheerleader a cheer mom, mom really, really seriously. Uh, she pushed her daughter hard, and uh, she trained at Alpha Gymnastics with the goal of making the Channel View High School cheerleading squad. But Wanda's dreams of living... I'm going to try to do this in a dramatic... <clears throat> Keith Morrison? Yeah. But Wanda's dreams of living vicariously through her cheerleading daughter were dashed in January of 1991, when she learned that another girl, Amber Heath, had competed for and taken Shanna's spot on the squad. Oh. And for Wanda... This was unacceptable. <laughs> so Wanda Holloway came up with a bizarre plan to get her daughter's spot back. She's going to hit her in the the knee with a bat. No, it was oh, not a Nancy no. Kerrigan type oh. deal. Oh. <laughs> I like that, though. <laughs> well, maybe not kill someone. Do the knee with the bat thing first. And if that doesn't work, you could always resort to your plan B. Well, her is- plan A, wow, was just, you know what? If I have her mother killed, this is the daughter, the the, the Amber Heath, the girl. Have her that, mother killed? Yeah, have her mother killed. She'll be too bummed out to continue on the cheerleading squad. She'll give up her spot, and my daughter will get it. That was her plan, right? Oh, man. So, step one. So, psychopaths must not think they're <laughs> any other psychopaths. Because, because you would think, like, she, I don't know. What's the chance of that happen to you? But then her daughter would take the spot, and then the next year, maybe another daughter wants her spot. And, like, you think she'd be wor- worried about somebody killing her. That goes back to the whole, this is, I think this is a good parallel. That goes back to the whole, uh, uh, to the whole Caesar Augustus thing. Like, if you're emperor, why, it happens so often. You know, it's like, oh, we'll just kill him and I'll be emperor. Okay, but why isn't someone just going to kill you that's and actually, they'll be emperor? That's actually a lot better example. That, Yeah. Why wouldn't crazy. you think that that would just happen to you? And maybe, I mean, maybe they did. Maybe they knew it. And that's why they were paranoid and shit. Of course, I said, and, and I said psychopath, but obviously she cares about her daughter so much. I mean, what would that be clinically? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it still falls under the realm of psychopath. Maybe it wasn't even so much of love of her daughter. I still think, okay, so most psychopaths, it's all about them. Not most, all. They're, they're, you know, psychopaths are also narcissists and egomaniacs, right? I think so, yeah. So I think that this was about her. Even though it was her daughter getting a spot, I still think it was the whole living vicariously through her daughter. I think that's mm. my daughter. I think this all still falls under the umbrella of my perfect life. 
you know, my husband has this job. I'm on this committee. My daughter's a cheerleader. I still think it falls under that. So it's just part of the whole image, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't think it was any love for her daughter. I think that's giving her too much credit. But, and it's one of those other things too, like these parents, they have, they like make their kids do the things that they did. So it's almost like, like when they see their kid out there, it's them, you know, it's like a little them. Yeah. And then when they underperform, it's like, well, it's not them anymore. They snap back and they get real mad at that kid and they yell. (laughs) But then the kid goes back out there and then it's them again. You know? Yeah. That's what I've always thought. Like, it's not you out there when you're yelling at them, but it's you out there whenever they're doing well. Is it just the whole primal thing, especially with sports when a guy, you know, a dad is like, oh, that's my seed. Oh, that's yeah. my lineage out there catching the ball and running it across the painted well, lines on the grass. There, there is like a positive side of that. Like, I don't know, but even when even when your kid like, you know, graduates medical school and they're going to be a doctor. I mean, you're thinking that's my kid, but I guess it's a, it's a different thought. It's not like it's all wrapped up in you, I wouldn't think. Well, and it may be for some people. That still, they there still may be some people that wanted to be a doctor and they failed at it, and they're living through their kid. But uh, I don't know. I, I I guess I could see you having that thought, like that's my kid, but not so such a negative version of it. Yeah, I don't know. That's my kid, like achieving, and they're gonna be happy. I'm glad that you know. I don't know. You know, I I really this is really true too. I mean, some people would hear this and be like, bullshit. But I told Lexi, and I think I've said this on the po- I've said everything I've ever thought on the podcast before. So <laughs> oh, yeah, me it. too. But um, I told her legitimately, I'm like, you know what? As long as you're really happy, as I'm said, I said, I'm going to be proud of you and a happy, happy, proud dad. As long as you're a decent person who is nice and kind to others and self-sustained. And, you know, I don't care whether or not it, you go to medical school and you end up being a brain surgeon or if you uh, work at Walmart or whatever. Yeah. As long as you're a happy, well-balanced, kind person, uh, I'm going to be happy for. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. No, you have and to That's be. the truth. Like, that's the legit truth. That's uh, the, it's absolutely. And then the there's truth. another part of that. Like, you're happy if if you trust them and you feel like wherever they go, they're going to be safe because they don't do crazy you know right harmful things yeah potential harmful things yeah so yeah and so you're proud of them for that too like hey you're a functioning person that's awesome yes yeah 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 i like it so now let's talk about a mom that didn't think this way <laughs> so she's decided you know that she wants to to have amber's mother killed right well she didn't kill the kid that's what i thought happened well i forgot well, hold on. Okay. <laughs> she didn't. Oh, uh, but okay. It was only because of financials, really. Um, Wanda phoned up an ex-brother-in-law, not ex-brother, but an ex-brother-in-law named Terry Harper to help her find a hitman. So I don't know if this Terry was a shady guy. You know, if I were to try to find a hitman, I literally can't think of anyone I know that would know where a hitman was. I don't even know anybody that would know a hitman. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know anybody... That's shady or I don't I'm not friends with anybody anyway. That's shady because if they're shady, I I don't want to be friends. with. I wonder how you do that. Let's say let's say you had a good reason for getting them. That way we don't sound like good people if we 
That way we don't sound like bad people. Right, right, people. right. That was a Freudian <laughs> So, I mean, like, I wonder, like, let's say that something happened and there's some dirty cop that did something, shot your family, and then, you know, the judge found him innocent or whatever. Right. So let's say you want to kill that guy. Um, like, I wonder what you'd do. That's a good question. Well, I know one thing. Anyone that's ever just, like, went on the internet or anything like that, that anyone ever. Yeah, that doesn't work. No, it's always an, an undercover. It's yeah. always Always an a damn undercover. No. <laughs> but really, no, it's there's always good, an undercover. There's some good, uh, yeah, I, I love those. Whenever, you know, the woman's going to kill the guy or the guy's going to kill the girl and it ends up being, right. you know, so the they only- get them on tape and they actually take the money from them. Yes. And that's when it becomes like a real crime. Exactly. That's what happened in this case. Conspiracy to commit murder or something like that. I would only ever do it if I happen, and I don't, but if I happen to know, like. You'd have to, yeah. Oh, my brother has a best friend that's in, in jail for life right now for whatever. And, you know, I'm sure he probably he probably knows somebody. Like, yeah. What if he was in some shit? Anything. You know, I would never just like like get on Google and be like hitman in my area. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in Google. It just seems like based on movies, you would go to some crappy bar and just smoke cigarettes and just kind of hang out every night. <laughs> and then you'd put out the vibe. You'd put out the looking for a killer vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a not a mate vibe. vibe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I give them a look and they got the I want to mate with you vibe instead of the I want to hire you to kill someone vibe. Yeah, what, what, what would be putting the up the wrong vibe? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a similar look. I do too. Like yeah, the girl comes over. Are those bedroom know? eyes? No, no, these no, are killer eyes. Killer eyes. These are I want to hire you to kill eyes. You oh would, man, I always. I'm sorry. I always sorry. get that. I don't want to kill anyone. I just thought he'd come over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure they're not better? Well, okay. They are. I mean, yeah, let's at least do that. They're, you know, I have two eyes. One's a bedroom eye and the other one's a, I want to hire you to kill eyes. So which one are you going for? <laughs> so, yeah, she calls up Terry. That's weird. Ex-bro- ex-brother-in-law, right? Um, And she says, help me find a hitman. Well, thankfully, Terry was not quite the scoundrel she took him for. And he calls the sheriff's office. And he said, holy shit, you know, my ex-sister-in-law is trying to find someone to kill this lady. He calls her back. Uh, but when he calls her back, little does she know, he has went to the sheriff's office and told him, you know, told them everything. And they are listening in on the phone call. Terry told her with them listening, it would cost twenty five hundred to kill the mom or. The guy that he found could kill both mother and daughter for seventy five hundred. Oh, had a special. Yeah. That yeah. didn't sound very special, though. That's a lot more. Must have been around Black Friday. <laughs> Yeah, but two people more risk that it it goes up logarithmic. Nor- logarithmic. It's it's normally two and then ten. Oh, okay, so it wouldn't just be five. Five. Yeah, thousand, no, that's two. Right. That's double trouble, man. Okay, I get it. I get it. That makes. Have sense. Have you ever been to killer killer killerwiki dot com? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what are the well, going rates? So, from what I read and from what I understand. It was her financial situation that restricted Wanda to only the mother. Uh, okay. I think if she would have had, you know, 7,500 expendable dollars, they would have both been, had a hit put on them. That's, that's my guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, have quite the money. Right. Only days later, uh, you know, after this conversation, on January 28th, Wanda and Terry met at a Pasadena motel, and she was caught on tape making a down payment of two 1.5-carat diamond earrings. And this is what verified her intent to carry out capital murder, and that's what sealed the deal. 
And he was undercover, right? Exactly. Okay. Um, so she was immediately arrested and charged. This is what's going to really, uh, this is not going to be the first time tonight, but this is going to be fairly frustrating. Um, her first trial was botched after it came to light that one of the jurors had a felony drug arrest on their record. So a second trial commenced. She was found guilty and sentenced to 10 years in prison, but was released after six months. Six months. Yes, sir. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> Why? I know. That's a common theme with these kind of stories. I don't know. Yeah. Well, her life's ruined. Come on. Yeah. You're a yeah. killer. Um, yeah. I mean, so anyone, like, she won't, she won't be friends with anyone ever again that's actually a good person. You know? Like, yes. she might kind of be friends with them, but... Like, really good people are going to distance themselves from her. So, therefore, all her friendships are going to be based in some kind of weird... Do you know how to get that off there? Is it twist? No, it's not. If I had a cigarette lighter, I could pry it off there from my old days of being a smoker. Yeah. Um, Do you need a tool? Let me get that for you. Oh, I was going to do it. I just thought you might have some kind of... But anyway, yeah. Um, What you just said, though, man, am I ever really passionate about what you just said. So, here's the deal. I think, and what you just said, that's the way it should be. She's a terrible person, right? She she hired or she attempted to hire somebody. <laughs> Thanks, Ivan, for putting yourself in personal injury to open my bottle. Sorry, man. You're right. On the flat part. Um, logic would tell you that someone like her would not have any friends. If you, here's my deal, and I'm really passionate about this. If you know, and people listening, think about it. I would sub, I would, I would venture to say that most people listening, if you would ask them a question, hey, are you friends with anybody that's ever been like tried to murder someone or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not in self-defense or anything, but I'm talking about, you know, just like uh, was mad at someone for ripping them off on a car sure. sale or something, tried to kill them. Or, you know, uh, I don't know, it was like a, a stalker or some crazy shit like that and you know, if you're, are you are you great friends with anyone like that? Most people are kind of, are probably going to be like, well, no, because I'm really like what you just said. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're okay with that type of shit and you're still friends with somebody, uh, you're just as big a piece of shit as they are. Well, I mean, I guess some people might say, well, they need it. they need someone. Everyone needs someone. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. No, I'd say you have a little self. Uh, you just have a little integrity and don't associate with people. Like I would that. say even if they have friends, I bet that the friends like always just a little bit nervous. <laughs> so even the friends, why be friends with someone like that? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. People are weird. Why I mean, even do it? I mean, why, why do meth? I mean, people, people do it. <laughs> but uh, um, it's a suck up thing. But uh, um, up the, I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is like, they'll never have like a best friend. That's that's a really good friend. They're just kind of a. All of them would be friends, but kind of there's some, something weird there. I mean, you were gonna kill somebody. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I why? So you never why? you'll never be friends with a rational person. No. You'll only be friends with with kind of strange people. And like you said, some people kind of get off on that. They kind of get off on oh, I'm friends with this person, and this something might happen. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I think there are people that are like that. Are they they're friends with them and they go home and like you know, gossip about them behind their back. <laughs> I'm friends with killer Karen, you know? Yeah. Pretty cool. 
You know what she said the other day? She was like chopping a watermelon and she was really getting after it. I was like, oh yeah, she is a killer. And I still submit that you're a damn weirdo if you just like being friends with a shitty person just so you can talk about their, I don't know. I just think the whole goddamn thing is weird. Yeah. Why would you do that? So yeah, hopefully you're right, you know. Um, well, there's that. There's this one guy that he wanted to kill his wife and, and uh, the boyfriend because he found out that they were cheating. And so he met this hitman at the like restaurant and he said, Hey, can, I want you to kill my wife for me and, and her boyfriend. And, and the, the guy said, well, you know, what, what do you got? What, what do you got to give me? He said, well, he said, I don't have any money right now, but I mean, I can give you $5,000 to kill them both. And the guy says, yeah. He said, when do you want him killed? And he said, well, today. And he's like, well, you need to give me the money first. And he goes, well, he goes, let me tell you, I, you look trustworthy. He said, give me all the money in your wallet and I'll go kill him right now. What? And the guy pulls out his wallet and he's only has a dollar. He said, Hey man, it's not going to work. He said, let me give me a few hours. He said, no, no, just give me all the money you have. He said, Oh, well, I only have a dollar. He's a debit card for everything. So the guy says, well, give me the dollar. Oh, so you know, him, it's, you know, he's just trying to get the exchange of money. So he gives him the dollar. The guy walks out. He asked the guy where, he, where they are. And he said, well, they were driving around town and he gives them the description of the car. So the hitman follows them all around town. And when they go to Walmart, so the guy follows them in there. And uh, and walks in and just kind of watches them shop, and he finally gets them down in an an aisle where uh, where there's no one else around, and he goes down there, and he has like a knife, and he stabs the stabs the guy, and then he stabs the girl. He's like just keeps stabbing them over and over again, and he's like yelling. He's like, "My name's Artie the Hitman, and you're getting hit. I'm Artie the Hitman, and you're getting hit." I just realized what you're doing. You salty dog. Keep going. <laughs> Next day, so the cops rush in. He's way too loud, way too loud for a hitman. The cops rush in. They, I think you messed up though. Yeah, no, I didn't mess up. Okay, keep going. The next day in the newspaper, the article says, "Hitman." Oh, I did. You did mess up. (laughs) You did. He didn't stab him. He choked him. You did mess up. Oh my God, people! No, keep going. So, so go back. He doesn't stab him. He choked him, too. He chokes them. I forgot that he choked him, and then he stabbed him. Sure. (laughs) This is so freaking botched. Yeah, he choked him. It's botched. It's botched. So, the next day in the paper. (laughs) Oh, keep going. You can't come back now. Keep going. The headline was, Artie chokes two for a dollar at at Walmart. (laughs) So, the problem with that joke... The problem with that joke is I wanted to make it so realistic. I like I like tried to boil it down and make it really realistic. I wanted you to believe it, and then I forgot the uh, like the core the core uh, uh, tenet of that yeah. joke. Sorry, people, you had me until you said they went down a certain aisle at Walmart, and I was like, "This is the goddamn artichokes joke." <laughs> Shit. I didn't know that I ever told you that. You joke did before. a long time ago. I'm glad that you did because. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What I well, then you said they started, he stabbed him. And I'm like, well, maybe it's not the artichokes joke joke. Cause it's not the artist. I didn't know that it already stabbed <laughs> two for a dollar. I was so confused. <laughs> Dang it, man. <laughs> I feel so dumb, but I don't know. It happens. You know, whatever. It's fine. It's a I good usually, joke. I usually don't botch jokes on here. It's good. Of course. It's I don't good. tell many jokes. <laughs> jokes are, that one is a, that one's one of those jokes, like you can tell it, but then sometimes you're like, is it worth all the time? 
like it's kind of like I saved up all my money, and oh, when shit. I was eighty years old, I built this giant mansion. It's like, but now I'm about to die, and I got all the rooms. No one, that no one will ever stay in. <laughs> it's like, is it worth? Was it worth it? My entire life. Should I just lived and then I could travel to different shady motel rooms and kill noms. So for those middle-aged, so those other middle-aged dads who are listening right now and they want to retell that joke, remember. He has to choke. He has has to to choke choke them. And his name is Artie. Yes. Artie chokes. Right. Artie chokes two for a dollar at Walmart. That's the punchline. So remember to make. Well, I messed that joke up way before that. He was supposed to say, "Hey, I'm Artie. I'm the I'm a hitman." He's right, like, oh, right. That's a weird name for I a was, hitman, yeah. Artie. You threw me that whole time. Almost. But if I would have said his name at the beginning, you would have. I would have known immediately. Oh, yeah. he's telling the damn Artie chokes joke. Yeah, Artie chokes joke. <laughs> no, I apologize, people. That wasn't even worth your time. <laughs> this whole podcast isn't. No, I'm just kidding. It, it is, is too. It's good. It's all. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, well, we get we're we're to our last story of the night, but it's it's a good earn. Good earn. Is it the last one? Let me look and see. Have we done three other ones so far? Yeah, we have. Damn. Okay. So, you may have heard of this one because it involves NASA and a an astronaut. Okay. So, when you think of NASA, you probably conjure up images of the moonwalk spacecraft with giant rockets and astronauts in their white globe-helmeted spacesuits. But I bet there's one thing you don't associate with NASA. Steamy love triangles peppered with light stalking and a little attempted assault and battery. Oh, no. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that. Well, this is why we're going to talk about Lisa Nowak tonight. She was a naval flight officer turned engineer who eventually became an astronaut and even qualified as a mission specialist in robotics for NASA in 1996. She flew aboard Space Shuttle Discovery during the STS-121 mission in July of that year and was responsible for operating the robotic arms of the shuttle and the International Space Station. So this gal was no light stepper. You know what I'm saying? Here comes the light step. Oh, no, that's not. <laughs> hot stepper. Oh, yeah, hot stepper. Yeah. I'm serious, though. Like, she she was legit. No, yeah. Whatever sounds, else happens legit. after that, she was a legit, very successful person and an astronaut who operated the damn robotic robotic arms of the shuttle and the international space station that's a huge ass deal oh yeah no that's nothing okay i just want to know because i want to tell everyone because what happens later you'll be like how the shit did that person ever have their shit together enough to do all that other stuff um after having done what we're going to talk about here in a minute okay she was not only successful professionally but she was also a wife and mother who by 2004 had been with her uh, husband richard for 16 years and they had three children together but that year 2004 would also prove fateful for Noak, or at least start the process of her undoing because that year was the year she began an affair with fellow astronaut william ophelin he was also married by the way uh People, it happens sometimes. I don't know. It was a heated ordeal, and William soon divorced his wife. Now, whether or not he did this uh, because of the affair, we don't know. But we do know that Lisa followed suit and left her husband in early 2007 after 19 years of marriage. Now, for Lisa, the move was absolutely to be in an exclusive relationship with William. However, William didn't see things quite the same way. Just as she was finally free and available for an out-in-the-open, non-secretive relationship, William informed Lisa that he had started dating Air Force Captain Colleen Shipman, 
and that he was ending things with her in order to be exclusive with Colleen. He's like, just doesn't feel right. <laughs> just doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Why does he? Why did he choose to be? Why did he choose to be uh, exclusive with Colleen and not with his wife previous? Yeah, that he had still had. But you know what? Who might have say? Who the hell knows? I don't know. I can't explain human behavior. No, it's weird. I, no, it's just it's it's ironic. I, I could totally see it. It is. Yeah. So when he gave her the news face to face, Lisa at the time responded calmly and she was understanding. You know, she reassured William, hey, you know what? I understand. That happens. We had a good run, right? Yeah. Yeah. But inside Lisa was boiling with rage. Oh, yeah. So later on, I think it was just a few days later, she used a key that she still had to William's apartment and broke in one night. So already things are not not healthy. Yeah, I've never known an astronaut to do a B&E. <laughs> and I don't mean bacon and eggs because those are delicious. <laughs> that, was a, that was an old Dane Cook joke. But anyway, she broke into his apartment and accessed some personal emails between William and Colleen on his computer. Now, what uh, the straw that broke the camel's back was an email that found uh, that she found that read, and I'll uh, quote it here. Colleen was telling William, I'll have to control myself when I see you. My first urge will be to rip your clothes off, throw you on the ground, and love the hell out of you. (laughs) I don't know if she spoke like that, but that's the way I heard it. So in my mind's eye. (laughs) When Lisa saw this, that was it, right? She's like, okay, this bitch gonna die. Uh-oh. Uh, thanks to the emails, she also learned that Colleen was flying from Houston, where she was visiting William, back to Florida, and when she was scheduled to be back. So, she planned on being there to greet her when she arrived. Hello, Bat. <laughs> B-A-T-C-A. Yeah, B-5. Colleen landed at the Orlando International Airport on the 5th of February, 2007, after uh, having uh, to wait a couple hours for her luggage. A slightly irritated Colleen finally gathered her belongings and boarded a shuttle back to the airport parking lot. With her rode an out-of-place-looking woman wearing a trench coat and what appeared to be a wig, but Colleen shrugged it off. Then, as Colleen was walking to her car, the same woman showed up again, and frantically claimed that her boyfriend hadn't showed up to pick her up and was asking her for a ride. Instead of, instead of giving her a ride, smart thing to do, a now very concerned Colleen ducked inside her car and cracked the window to let her know that, you know, I can't give you a ride, but I'll call some help for you, right? Yeah. Well, as soon as the window opened, the mysterious woman uh, produced a can of pepper spray and shot it into the car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thankfully, Colleen stomped the gas and sped away before uh, before she could call police or after or before she called police. Whatever. Ignore that last sentence. She sped away and then called police. OK, God damn it. Got it. And they quickly apprehended the woman who turned out to be, you guessed it, Lisa Nowak. In her car, authorities found hundreds of dollars in cash, printouts of the emails between William and Colleen, pepper spray, a knife, rubber tubing, gloves, and a BB gun. Oh, and a mallet. Oh, and a computer disc containing images of bondage scenes. So not a healthy time in the life of Lisa Nowak. The BB gun. <laughs> it's like, Man, that, well, makes... that shit's in my car right now. What are you talking about? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't uh, mean you're guilty. A BB gun? Not, not, not by itself. 
No, but but all that stuff. But uh, I was gonna say I draw the line at the BB gun. That's just sick. <laughs> I mean, what what are you, the kid from Christmas Story? What brand is this, Daisy? Oh, what a sick oh. son of a bitch! It's a Red Rider. She would have <laughs> pumped it up like twelve times. I bet. <laughs> I wonder if they would. Uh, if I wonder if they would gauge your level of intent by how many times you pumped it up. Like if you shot it at them <laughs> after pumping it up three times, they're like. Three times. That's going to bounce off a, a bowl of jello. Could you see, like, imagine a murder trial, but then it goes down to juvie, and it's, <laughs> just, and it's just like a kid that shot another kid with a BB gun, so that you got, like, lawyers and defense attorneys and, like, a judge and all the same stuff, but it's like, I want to tell the, the defense, I want to ask the defense if they can answer this question. How come when they arrested Johnny here, he had a BB gun pumped up 12 times? That doesn't mean that it's a crime of passion. It means it's a premeditated act. And it was a pellet gun I would I would submit. I don't know. That's just kind of my uh, little fantasy um, juvie trial. What do you think about that, Joe? Sounds good. <laughs> Joe had to step aside for just a minute. Um, yeah. She, uh, she was going to do some harm to that lady. Without a doubt, she's going to do some harm to her. Uh, now, maybe it's one of those things like she, uh, she, um, you know, had all the stuff. I mean, she could have backed out any time, but um, then that's why they have to push the intent card if, when they take her to, you know, put her in the slam. Or what happened to this girl for all that? Well, I want to tell you about something else they found in her car first. Oh, some meth. <laughs> that would actually would have explained a lot. Okay. What else do they find? Ivan, they found diapers. Diapers? Yeah. Oh, she was going to do like a whole BDSM <laughs> thing. Put her in diapers, tie her up, shoot her with BB gun. No. Oh, okay. Oh, keep going. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make heads or tails of this. <laughs> I never would have went there. No. Well, well, based on what you gave me. I'm doing the best with the evidence I have. No. I'm no Columbo. So, one more thing. One more thing. Diapers. The the diaper theory was (laughs) that she was in an all-fire hurry to cover the 900-something-odd-mile drive to apprehend and, you know, pepper spray and possibly kill this lady. She had worn the diapers on the car ride. Ah, so she can make good time. I guess. And supposedly this is something that astronauts do. Not to drive across country, oh, but... Oh, so they were like her astronaut diapers? Yes! That was oh. the rumor. Now, it's never been confirmed nor denied, but I think it's hilarious. She also drove that entire way in a spacesuit. <laughs> yeah. On the shuttle from the airport, uh, Colleen noticed that a woman was wearing a spacesuit. <laughs> I found it kind of odd at first. <laughs> Are we shooting an MTV commercial here today? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's an obscure reference. Maybe, maybe not. Um, You know what, though? Oh, that's HBO. If you've got, you know, because I read some articles where people were like, well, that was was not the case. But if you're in the same mental state of driving almost a thousand miles across country to try to pepper spray and beat a bitch, and you've got, you know, CD-ROMs with bondage scenes and, and rubber tubing and gloves in your car... Wearing a diaper is like the the lightest thing you did that day, right? 
And, and and I'm disappointed in like the music industry because the whole drive across the country, she didn't hear one song that made her cry and made her think this is all silly. No, she probably Let's heard let bygones be bygones. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll listen to death metal hallway there. I think she heard songs that just reaffirmed her, her feelings. I can't think of any right now off the top of my head, but just don't know what you got till it's gone. She's like, that's right. Oh, so it's like a bunch of hair metal or, or like, um, um, what a rock ballads all the way there. Finally found the love of a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. So she just got really, yeah. Okay. Never mind. I was thinking you'd have to eventually hear like a, what would be a song that would change your mind? Come on. There's gotta be something. Uh, oh, if you can't be with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with. Of course, yeah. she wasn't with anyone. She was alone. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, don't, I got nothing. No, that's a, yeah, she should. Maybe she didn't. Know. Oh, Garth Brooks. Some of God's greatest gifts. Yeah. Or unanswered prayer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any of those could have. Yeah. But anyway. Instead, the music it was like, industry just really let us down. Let the bodies day. hit the floor all the way. <laughs> maybe she just had like one CD. You know, it's like Pantera. She's just like played it on repeat. <laughs> it's raining blood. Yeah. Uh, who was that? Was that uh, Anthrax or well, I don't know who knows who the hell. Yeah. Knows. But anyway, it was like Mar- what year is it? Maybe it was like Marilyn Manson or something. <sighs> this was in 2004, I believe. Or, yeah, no, 2007. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been Marilyn Manson. Could have been. Yeah. Sweet, th- sweet dreams are made of cheese. Actually, oh, oh, my God. Hey, I'd like. Well. Yeah, um, I just got a text. Can I say this real quick? I don't know. Depends on what it says. My little sister just had her baby. Oh wow! Do you need to go somewhere? No, 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 no. Oh, that's those are adorable. Oh, you probably can't. I got pictures. No, no. Yeah, you can't because of COVID and, st- and shit. Yeah. So let it be known that as during the recording of this podcast, my baby, baby, baby sister. I got four sisters. My baby, baby sister just had her baby. That is so cool. That yeah, is so man, cool. Maybe awesome. maybe my sister will listen to this and know. Eight pounds, six ounces, 20 inches long. She's a gorgeous little baby. That's so cute. All right. Anyway, that's uh, so cool. I'm so proud of her. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So just came in just a minute ago, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what song to play, but um, what about a Beatles song? Okay. Okay, here it is. For, uh, is there names? Or baby name? Charlotte. Charlotte. Her name is Charlotte. Oh, that's Baby awesome. Charlotte. Welcome to the world, baby Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. In the that's song, so cool. And the song will not play. Come on. Go, go. There it is. <laughs> it's your birthday. No, it's your birthday. <laughs> that's so cool, man. That's so cool. Awesome, awesome, yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Charlotte. Oh, my God. Yes, Charlotte. Welcome to the world, baby Charlotte. At some point, that kid's going to hear, good, Charlotte, like in <laughs> school or something. And she'll be like, don't talk about that band. They that suck. A, that was a terrible band. I love my name, but I hate that band. Oh, your Uncle Joey's so proud. You're so, oh, my God. She's so cute. I'll show her. Hold on. We can, oh. we can keep rolling. I'll show you a picture. Oh, yeah. She's so cute. Uh. That's so cool. It's never that's never happened on a podcast. Maybe, maybe what a maybe. what a what's it gonna be like for a baby? Like you're all in that space, all confined and dark, and then all of a sudden, ah, yeah, pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that's awesome. very cool, yeah. very cool. Yeah, cool, man. That's awesome. All right, so that did my heart well to see that. Oh yeah, my, yeah, that's gosh. awesome. 
Well, let's talk more about murder. So back to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, all right. So obviously, uh, you know, Lisa was was arrested. She filed an insanity plea. Uh, claiming she had suffered obsessive compulsive disorder, insomnia, and depression. However, it was discovered that Nowak had not been fully advised of her rights. Therefore, her police interview was inadmissible in court. So in the end, she pled guilty to burglary and misdemeanor battery and received a year of probation, community service, and she had to write Colleen a letter of apology. That was it after all that. Of course, you know, she had a BB gun. I mean, I don't see any... Should a court really, is right. that, should that be what they do? I don't, yeah. Should that be what a judge does? Right. You have to say you are sorry. <laughs> is that really what we're doing? Oh, I'm in, sorry. In your position? I mean, come on. I, I don't know why that hit me like that, but I was just like, <laughs> really? Do you know how stupid that is? Yeah. Oh, oh, look at this unexpected letter I got. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, they feel really bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait a second. I remember that judge told her to say that. You know, it's such a stupid thing. It reminds me of being in school when it. Yeah. When a teacher's like, now tell him you're sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I'm sure that was so. Yeah. That kid heartfelt. said he was sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can tell by the way you're looking at me that you're going to kill me one of these days. <laughs> I'm glad you said you're sorry, though. Yeah. Let's let bygones be bygones. You can think of that while you're stabbing me. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a stupid thing for a it. professional, like a a big idiot in a black robe saying that. Wouldn't it it's be? It's not your honor. That's your stupid, man. That's such a stupid thing. I hate that so much. I don't know why I hate that so much. I hate it. Ivan, let's calm down, man. Take I do deep, hate that, deep, though. Bro. Think about how dumb that is. Three, two, one. One, two, three. three what two. the heck is bothering me? Repeat after me, and I'll give you a million dollars that I don't have if you can tell me what 90s sitcom that's off of. Three, two, one. <laughs> One, two, three. Fresh Prince. What the know. heck is bothering me? Oh, no, I don't got it, man. Family Matters. Oh, Family Matters. Yeah. Who uh, says that? Carl? Carl, because Steve Urkel was about to drive him crazy, and he actually has a heart attack on the episode. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Like for reals. Yeah. I mean, not for reals. No, but I'm joking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Did I do that? But I don't know. It just makes me so mad. That's just so stupid. So Colleen, and this is understandable, she said she was disappointed by the light sentence. She said, uh, according to the look, the crazed, nutso look. By the way, she was referred to in the press as the astronaut for a little while. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, she was. Oh, she man. said that the look in her eyes, she thinks she thinks that Lisa was there to kill her. But I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> the astronaut. Yeah, that's like one of those Nancy Grace, like, top mom. She always comes up with these, yeah. these crazy, like, tagline names for these murderers top mom top mom she was so obsessed with casey anthony yeah <laughs> so here's a here's a follow-up to this one okay william and colleen they got married a couple years after Aww. good, good they moved you. to alaska but just a year later william was flying in his regal air cessna 2006 float plane when he experienced engine failure and crashed when he experienced sabotage. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe from prison she had. No, she wasn't in prison. Holy shit! Maybe she did. No, I'm just kidding. He uh, lived. Oh, well, still, but but still, I mean, she's an astronaut. She knows about aviation. Wow. 
Wow, I didn't even think about I could that. Do Ivan. this, and he could be up in the air, and then the, this pressure is going to drop, and then. Where was Lisa Novak at the time of this crash? That's yeah. My, that's my question. Yeah. But he, it turns out that uh, William Ophelin is an expert pilot, and he was able to glide this airplane into a shallow swamp, and he saved the lives of himself <laughs> and everybody else on board. Oh, okay. Uh, you said shallow, and I thought the next word was going to be grave, and it was some kind of like Glide joke. into a shallow grave. <laughs> <laughs> no! And you're going to be like, gotcha, they died. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, as far as I know, he and Colleen are still together, and they probably wish people would stop talking about this shit because they just want to move on with their lives, and we just did a podcast on it. I wonder if they frame that apology letter, though. That's pretty special. <laughs> but they burn it. Yeah. You know, it's hard to... to, to some of these stories, because God knows I've made some mistakes in my life, and I almost felt bad writing up some of these stories because I was like, I bet some of these people just wish this shit would go away. Because, yeah, you know, maybe they did make a mistake. And I get that there are varying degrees of mistakes. Like, I get that, like, cheating on your taxes is a, a ver- uh, uh, is on a different level than hiring a hitman to kill somebody. Well, but we, still. We only brought it up because it was, like, sensational. Like, it was beyond the realm of, like, normal. Right. So that's the only reason we brought it up. So I'm sorry that it just so happens that your story is not normal, is abnormal. Well, and I do, I think at one point... So you become fodder. I think Sorry. at one point during the Wanda Holloway uh, cheerleader mom assassin, I think I referred to her as Lisa because my brain went ahead to the next story. And if, if that did occur, I apologize. How could you even remember that? That's I, crazy. No, it, was, it stuck in my brain. I, oh, okay. It okay. did. Like, I thought you just remembered it just now. I was like, no, God, that was wait. something that I'm like, oh, put that in the corner of your brain and address that at the end of the Well, I botched episode. an entire joke. Who gives a That's crap okay. Ola? That's okay. But I mean, um, that's I'm not I don't care either, but I'm saying I mean I botched an entire joke and I wasn't even thinking about that anymore until till you, you reminded me of it when you said that. So, well, I want I just so want to worry s- about it. Man. I want I want to say this. Okay. This goes for Wanda Holloway. Now she was the cheerleader mom assassin. Mm-hmm. This also goes for Lisa Nowak. Mm-hmm. Uh she was the astronaut, which I hate mm-hmm. to call her that, but there you go. Yeah. Uh look, in both cases, this was a long time ago, way longer ago for Wanda Holloway, you know, she has never broken the law again, right? I just want to say, uh, I wish these people all the best. I hope that I don't want to No, really. You're looking at me like, are you crazy? No, I don't want to let one thing define their entire life. Like John Mulaney has a really good joke that, mm-hmm. that, I, that I identify with because, uh, I've done things in my past, and I look back and I'm like, oh, holy shit, I am not that person at all today. He has a joke that, that goes like this. He says, uh, I'm all setting it up, and it's really a short-ass joke. <laughs> yeah, but it's in the context of what we're talking about. Yes, he yeah. says, uh, the night I graduated college, I smoked crack, and today I'm afraid to take a flu shot. People change. <laughs> yeah. So that's really true. Um, yeah. Wanda Holloway, Lisa Nowak, they may today, as they are right now today, be no more capable of doing anything, you know, yeah, harmful. I mean, okay. In any capacity, what's they may have come. I people can change. I you know what? Like, as you look at me right now as a 40 year old man today in 2020, I am a fundamental because of my life choices and some circumstances in my life and life experiences. I am a completely, fundamentally different human being than I was even just 
five or ten years ago. Yeah, but don't you think like the line is a curved line? Like you you change a little bit over time, and then like and, and the reason why I say that is because the the mom that met with the person was going to kill someone to take someone else's life. I get that she's probably a different person and she regrets that, but her baseline is way different than the normal person. Or what if she was just a, 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 a normal lady who just got caught up in something far beyond her and way yeah, out of her? But, I don't know. I don't know. But, I don't know. but, but you've got to initially have the thought like, I want them dead. And then you have to set with that thought for a while. Like, right. That's a person just like me. I mean, you can teach a little kid. This is what little kids learn. That's what, what our kids are learning right now, that there are other people and they have feelings stuff too. And they'll get that in the next couple of years. They'll have that solid and they won't, yeah. it's all about the, the, the me, me, me. And then it like the brain development, like you branch out and you realize there's another world. Right. Like you said, your daughter told your other daughter to get off the porch. Like it's my outside. Right. Yes. You know, when she, a toddler <laughs> said that. So like eventually you get that and you understand like, oh, that's another person. They have thoughts, feelings, aspirations and all yes. that stuff. So she sat with that idea for quite a while that they she was going to end that person's life. I mean, so I'm saying her line and our line as what would be like the status quo are different lines. I mean, yeah, people change. Like, yeah, <laughs> chocolate used to be my favorite ice cream. Now it's vanilla. <laughs> But I never said, <laughs> I never met with anyone who's going to pay them to kill someone. <laughs> so, yeah, people do change. And people do bad stuff, and they they regret that. But, I mean, the bad stuff, when I say bad stuff, I just mean everyday, normal husband and wife mistakes. Right. Not, let's kill someone. <laughs> but, yeah, I get what you're doing. Oh, you're kind of devil's advocate tonight but it's okay just, yeah usually it's you that's devil's advocate so yeah, we're, I know. we're kind of trading space yeah, the whole tonight. letter thing just put me in a bad mood write an apology letter <laughs> you're a professional whoever you are that that sentence that yeah you're supposed to be a rational person but instead you're probably a scientologist <laughs> so anyway there goes our scientology subscriber that we had yeah sure the just one maybe this. the yeah. one maybe I think Tom Cruise has some good ideas. <laughs> Actually, I like Tom Cruise as an actor. I like Tom Cruise. I'd still watch his movies just because he's a crazy Scientologist. Sure. Is he still? Yeah, but I've heard rumors that he's thinking about leaving it. Now, who knows if that's oh, true yeah. or not. But yeah. um, I don't know if a person of his magnitude could just leave Scientology. I think they do some shady shit. Um, hashtag. To keep him? Yes. Where's, um, what is her name? Leah. Uh, not Leah Remini. This oh. is this Shelly Miscavige. Oh. I'm afraid to even say that on our podcast because these people are powerful and bloodthirsty and cutthroat. But uh, just look up the uh, uh, what's God damn it. What's the name of the, like the leader of Scientology right now? It's something Miscavige wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can see his face. So anyway, his wife has been missing for like years and nobody knows where she's at. and Nobody's really looked. But there's like a documentary or a short uh, film on YouTube or something called Where is Shelly Miscavige? Um, Just a weird thing. She's kind of just not been seen since like 2008 or something like that. I don't know the exact year, but it's a little weird. I think Leah Remini has actually talked about it a little bit. I think he fed her to the Tigers. (laughs) That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, we might have to edit that last part out because I don't want to get like offed. 
Oh, you want to fade before I'm, that? I'm scared of Scientology, man. I'm scared of those people. Well, we're just we're just joking. <laughs> okay, all jokes. I'm sure she's fine. <laughs> you can find us in Clovis, New Mexico, where we record this. Yeah. <laughs> Come find us. I dare you. Come find us. Yeah. All right, I'm good. That's all I yep. got. This that's uh, episode what ninety one? I think I'm ninety sure. or ninety one. Yeah, it's yep. ninety one. Yep, it's okay. ninety one. All right. Um, hey y'all. Hey y'all. Come back. You here? Thanks for listening. Now re- listen. Now remember to always do your very goddamn best to be a quality person and treat others kindly. And what we're adding to that? We're adding something else to the oh, very end of that. Oh shit! The last we already episode. forgot, man. Oh well. It's okay. You you tried to add something last time, and then uh, we've already forgotten it. Yeah, it was something to do with the simulation. You know what the good thing is, though? What? No one's listening by now anyway. Oh, there's at least one. <laughs> and we love you. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to Don Madden's podcast. Come back next week for episode 92. Bye.